Erev Tov, we continue in the Morn of Uchim, Chelek Alev, Perik Vav. Although it's quite a short Perik, but there's a, quite a bit to talk about over here. Okay, so we're, again, just to review, the whole idea is the Ramam is trying to tell us how we have to realize there's no corporeal corporeality to Hashem. Mm-hmm. And the main things he wants to teach us is about the Masa Bereshis, to understand that better, and the Maisa Merkava, to understand that better. And everything he seems to be explained is always leading up to something else. This one is a little bit of a challenge, as we'll see. The next two terms are Ish Isha, mm-hmm. man and woman. Shnei Shomos, those are two names. Huncha Tchila the first obvious meaning is male and female of human people. That is the simple Pashib Shat Ish Veisha. But but after that first simple Pshat, Hushalu, it's a borrowed term, right? It's a metaphor or whatever you want to say. It's a way of another way of explaining. It discusses gender for other animals in the Torah at least why and you have it last week's parsha Amar it says from every kosher animal take for yourself shiva shiva seven seven ishvishto a man and his wife and his woman wait an animal an elephant has a is a man is a woman so it means they're pairing of animals. Kilo Amar, as if it would have said, male and female. Okay? So that's the borrowed term, so to speak. Okay? Okay, afterwards, who shall, we can use it for another way, shame Isha, where Isha, lechol inyan muchan umezuman lishaber inyan acher. Discussing everything that's able to couple together with something else. For example, when it talks about the Urios, the curtains in the Mishkan, what's the words it use? Omar Chamesh Hayurios, the five curtains, Tenachovro, shall be connected, Isha El Achosa, a woman to her sister. So, what does that mean? So, inanimate objects. It's an inanimate object. So that's what Torah writes. So, obviously, you're talking about something that connects with something else, gets coupled together. Okay? And Kfar Hisparlach, I've already explained, Ki Achos Va'ach, sister and brother, it will already soon seen, that sister and brother, Yomru Gamkei B'Shituf, it'll also be a homonym, Mitzad HaShala, Ki Ishvish, like a figurative sense, like a husband and wife, as we shall see. So, of course, there's clearly the Pashup Shad, Ish, man, ish, a woman. No question, that's the bus shot. But the figurative sense is going to be male and female for animals and something that can connect with something else and that will also become achos and ach, sister and brother. So the real issue over here is, okay, so what does this have to do with the Rambam's whole discussion of trying to not have corporeality to HaKadosh Baruch it seems it has something to do with this. So the simple answer that some give is because we're going to see, it says by the Shira, it says Hashem is Ish Melchama. Right. 
a man of war. All right, so what does that mean? Well, okay, we're going to have to see. It. Obviously, he can't be a man, so it must be, you'll see, he must be coupled with something, so to speak. Okay, as we will see. It's not, it's not answering it totally now, but that's an issue. Others uh, don't like that answer. And others say it's the idea, the famous idea of Homer and Surah. And this was something Aristotle understood, that for creation, there has to be Homer and Surah. The simple meaning is mass is Homer, and Surah, that which shapes the mass. Okay, you've got what's there, but someone's got to give it some form, some direction. So let's say this table has Homer, has mass, but there had to be somebody who took all the mass and decided to make it a chair. So in creation, whatever, Aristotle didn't say it's God, but there's this forces of mass, and there's something that acts upon the force of mass. Okay, so as Yidden, we understand that Hashem created a Homer, and he is the one that is the tzura, the shaper of the Homer to make that happen. And that really is a male-female relationship. Now, to appreciate this a little better, we'll move on to the Kliyakar, and this is one of the few that is translated into English also, so it makes it helpful. The Kliyakar, at the end of the first parak of creation, where it says, Yom HaShishi Vayichul HaShemayim. Now, when we make Kiddush, even though Vayichul HaShemayim is the beginning of a sentence, and Yom HaShishi is the end, but whatever, but we still say them together, Yom HaShishi. Now, the first point that Kliyakar says, look at the first letters, Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey. But is Gematria 26. So he says, Hisker Hashem shall Arba. We're mentioning the name, hinting to the name of Hashem with the four letters, Barashe Tevisels with the first letters. And it's Maskim Lamash Birashti Lamala, Betam Chafav Doris. It already it fits into what I explained earlier about the reason of the 26 generations until we received the Torah. So, in other words, Hashem, He created the world, He finished it. And he's going to let it go for 26 generations until the Torah is received. But, but based on the Pashipshat, he ends the entire acts of creation with the name of Yudhei, Hashem's name, which is Hamashutaf, which partners Bain Ish Leisha, the man and woman. As we see the partnership between man, which will be explained, and obviously the ish has the yud, the ish has the hey, maskim chasal. It fits into what the rabbis say in Baba Basra. Everything that Hashem created in the world, zochar unekeva bram. He created them male and female. We'll see what it means. The idea being, uh, and this will be the broader meaning of ish and isho. We're going to call the effector and the affected. Okay? And that really is, so in a sense, Homer and Surah. You say one, giver and receiver? You could say giver and receiver, but that's a very 
simple way of saying it. Okay. Okay, but more than just giving it, the one who makes the effect to something else, and the one who receives the effect. As it says in Yeshaya, keep a yud hey Hashem Sur Olamin. Okay. Hashem fashioned the worlds with yud hey. Ritzoni Lomer means a shizeh, bazeh, shakoma shabarabalmazeh, everything Hashem created in this world. Yesh bekulam, everything has dimyon hazocher in a cave, has some aspect of male and female. Kechad is one. Kikol zocher, whenever you use the word male, dimyon alamashpia, that is the effector. Vachon keva and all females, dimyon alamushpa is the affected. Just like kinekeva mushpas minayish, just like the woman is affected by the man who can become, who receives the seed and can become impregnated by the man. Doesn't mean to say the man is better than the woman, but in this area, the man affects the woman on the most biologically simple level. But really all creatures, yesh pekulam, they all have echad mashpia, tzad echad mashpia, one side of affecting, tzad echad mushva, and one side of being affected, hakol echad, all which is one. We'll give an example. Ketzah. Hashem is the first and ultimate effector. He brings the flow from his words to the highest realm. Hashem affects the highest realm. We're talking about metaphysical realities. Here's the one exception rule. It's not affected by anyone. In other words, he doesn't need to get anything from anybody. He's the top of the, 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 the top of the line, and he is the one who brings energy. He doesn't need to receive anything from anybody. But that's the only one, and that's why we're going to talk about Hashem. Hashem is always going to be called Ish, because he's always the Zohar. He's always the Mashpia. That's not the. That's not. That's the affected. It's not the effector. Okay. And we we can't apologize. God is male. Finished. No, no apologetics here. He, didn't get the answer to Shekinah, though, because well, he, he, he is. the is not Hashem. It's not Hashem. It's being affected by Hashem. It's not Hashem. Do not make a mistake about that at all. The Shekinah is not Hashem at all. It's what's manifested by Hashem's giving to mankind below. And when the Jewish people receive properly, that's where the Shekhinah is present. Hashem doesn't need any Shekhinah. It is Hashem. Hashem is the one who brings the energies down into this world to the Jewish people. And if they use the energy properly, that's what we call Shekhinah. That's the receptacle. It's the manifestation of godliness in the world through us. That's the Shekhinah. Okay, that's why he says if if you're learning Torah, the Shekhinah is manifest. What does that mean? It's Hashem's power that he brings into the world is recognizable to reality at that point. But that's not Hashem. That's not Hashem. Okay, but and people like to ap- apologize that you know people are saying it's sexist. He is the male, finished, and that's all there is to it. Like it or not, Hashem is never called an isha. Not, never, it can be Ish Milchama, other things, but never an Isha.
Sorry, that's what it is. Aval who is Baruch, but Hashem and Amushba Mesulosa that's not influenced by anybody. Now, everything else will have male and female characteristics. Why? Holma Elia, now the highest world, which got influenced by Hashem, Choser Mashpil, now it will influence the world below that, the middle world. It gets from Hashem and now gives to the next one. So the higher world, it's like male and female together. It's been influenced like a female because of the first influence from Hashem. Now it gives, flows, or like a male, to the middle world. And now the middle world, gets from the higher world, and now influences the lower world. In came Gamma Olam and Tsai, so even the middle world also. It's male and female, and it received and it gives. And even the lower world. Even though they receive and they don't give, but they don't give going up. They have a little bit of a similar of the male. Yanki call Nimtsoi because everybody needs everything. Some receive and some some give, some receive. There's a time where you're able to help others, fine, and then, then you need help from somebody else. So it's all we're all built to be Zachar and Nikeva together. And therefore it's interesting. So in a certain way, uh that you know, and the, and that's why the, the when the Torah defines an autumn, what is an autumn? What's the definition of an autumn? Zohar and Nekeva together. Pasuk says in Befeish, Parakate. When Hashem created autumn, Zohar and Nekeva were also. The Tzalem Alakim is an is a Ish and an Isha. Together, that's an autumn. That, that's one unit. Even though it's two bodies, but it's one unit. Man and woman, husband and wife. Giver and receiver. It's the same unit within it. That is the Tzalem Elohim. Okay? But if God is male, why is Tzalem male and female? Because he because he gives to someone. So now they, they, they... Well, there's many reasons. First of all, each male and the female are created imperfectly. And since they're imperfectly, the only way they can really reflect Hashem's image is by being married to each other. And they balance each other out. A male is not the image of Hashem, and the female is not the image of Hashem, because it's missing a lot of qualities. When they're together, they now can resemble more the qualities of Hashem, a balanced qualities of Hashem. That is the Tzalakim, and it's still and it and within that it has to fit in the rule of being created, of giving and receiving, right? And that way, you can't you can't be a hundred percent like Hashem. We're talking about, remember, Tzalem is you You think like Hashem, you understand like Hashem, you act like Hashem, these things. So you have to have the qualities, the characteristics of Hashem. And males and females, everyone is imbalanced. That's not the Tzalem An imbalanced Midos is not Hashem. When you're married and you balance each other out, now that's the Tzalem But one thing, you, by definition, since we're a created being, we cannot be only... The mashpia that is only reserved for Hashem. There is a limit to the comparison to that. 
Okay. Now, uh, so it's there for everything in the world. What are we saying? There's male, female. Like all the animals. You can say everything in the world influences and it gets influenced. Except for Hashem alone. Only him, only Hashem is the Ish. Mashpia, effector, ve'ain mushpa, and not affected. As many midrashim say, ain Ish elo hakodesh baruch. There's no Ish but Hashem. Shnem Hashem Ish milchama. Ratzlam is ain liyaches Torah Ish. We can't associate the the Torah of Ish. Hamoral mishpia that describes the giver and without receiving. Only Hashem. Because everybody needs Him. Hashem doesn't need anybody. Okay? And therefore, I will find the word Ish is said by other creatures. That's not the essential we're borrowing it again. Connected to Isha. In other words, when we talk about humans or anything else, an Ish has to have an Isha and an Isha has to have an Ish. Avoshema etzem, but the essential noun, shall Ish, kim a love yispar, can only be associated with Hashem. Lafika, therefore, let's get to the end of creation. Chasam biyom love. When Hashem has to finish on the sixth day of creation, kolmasabreshis, B'shem Shel Yudhei, the name of Yudhei, Hamashutov, that partners between Ish Leisha between man and woman, Lahoros Shekulam Zochanekev. Hashem made them all Zochanekev. Alkain therefore, Bolamazan, this world in Abrius Mishtam should be Shem Shel. We don't have the full name of Yudhei Vav Hey down here. Kim B'shem Shel Yudhei, giver and receiver. Avolam Haba. Yom Shekula Shabbos. Az Yishtamshu B'Shem Sholem. We get the full name. Kilo HaMesim Yahalalu Ka. The dead cannot praise Hashem. Okay. Al Kenirmas Vav Hey. Therefore, you have the hint of the Vav Hey in the Russia Tevis Elevei Chlashamayim. Hamadaber Biyom HaShabbos. Benigla. Umarmas benistras yom shkulashavs, etc., etc. Okay, I don't need any more than that. That was the main idea of this. So, what do we see from this so far? So, this becomes a very interesting thing because we're talking about creation. It's all got to be Zohar and Akeva. That's how Hashem created the world. He is the Ish, that's the creator. And now, within creation, everything is male and female. Giver, receiver, giver, receiver. Now, we will see later on that sometimes Hashem will anthropomorphically and to make it to make it seem like he's a receiver, but he's not really a receiver. Okay? In other words, we're going to give him things, but he don't need it. And we say he gets, he, he responds, but he doesn't need it. Here... For anything to exist, you need male, female. Because what do you think the next chapter tomorrow is going to be? Yelled, child. That's going to be the next step. 
So you get without with everything in the world gotta have male and female. There's always gotta be giving and receiving. Giving says every aspect of the world. Rain is the giver, and it goes into the ground. That's the receiver. Yet what will happen is the ground will then give too. Crops to feed others. They'll be receivers. And then what do we do? Well, give by fertilizing the land. It's constant. If everything is give, receive, give, receive, give, receive. That's that's the way it works out. Question. Yes, sir. So is male, female, giver, receiver related to he shall rule over you? you sh he shall rule over you? Yeah. Okay. Why not? But 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 ultimately she gonna she makes produces a lot for the rest of the world to receive. Mm -hmm. She becomes a very powerful giver. She becomes a very powerful guy. And ultimately, he has to receive also. He's got to receive from her also, from her being a Yaseira. Ruling is one thing. It doesn't mean it's everything. Right? You, it, there's no king unless there's a, a nation. A so she enables him to be a giver. She goes, I don't want you to give me. You're not a giver. Hashem gives you if you like it or not you're gonna breathe that's why that's why if you commit suicide it's such a terrible sin that's the, that's the bottom you say i don't want what you give me what do you mean i give you can't can't not take what i give you oh yes i can i can kill myself right that that's the worst thing you could do but with a husband and wife it can't be the husband's only giving he has to receive the model the biological model is he gives and she receives but then on the other hand, she produces children that take care of both of them. What do you do when you're old? Like a little older, we're going to get a little older in our 80s and 90s, yeah? We're going to be givers or receivers? Right? We're going to be receivers. So who's going to give to us? The ones that we gave. The ones that we gave are going to give back to us. It's always give and receive, give and receive. Yeah. So, a lot of guys say like, or these words like strong arm or hand. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, we're going to get to all that. We say all that, that just so we can relate to Hashem. So can we not say that God's the effector, like we just said, or the, the giver, mm -hmm. but the ish is just a way for us to relate to him. But this, he may, may like may not necessarily be male or female. Maybe really neither, right. just he's the giver. But the so giver. We just we use the the word ish. Ish. But, but, but the way we relate to him, is as the ish, right? But but that's different than Bec saying. No, okay. This be it's becoming a what do you call it? A semantic, semantic issue yeah. here, because the the essence of being a male, mm. ish is giving. That's the essence. Like let's put it this way: Why should we call a man a male and a woman a female? Let's flip it. Let's flip it. That's been thought of. I'm just saying, no, because, because the, the, man, the man is the one who affects, okay? And biologically, he affects the female. The man is the chomer, is the tzura, and the woman is the chomer. Because she's got all this mass, and she can't do nothing with that mass. Now he just puts a little seminal drop in her, and look what's going on over here. Whoa, the tzura is now coming into being. And all that gets shaped by that. Now, now you have to have both. Sure, yeah. if you, but he is the Tzura, she is the Gomer. 
That, that's just the way it is. Hashem is Ein Tzor Kelokeinu. There's no Tzor like our God. And more says Ein Tzayor. That Tzor, the one who made the painter, whatever, is only like Hashem. Nobody paints. Yeah. I was thinking about the potter and the clay as well. The potter and the clay. All these the things. The glass blower. But the truth is, but Hashem gives us the Chomer, and he also impacts. It's not where you have two separate things. Oh, yeah. You got the Homer and the Tzura. Hashem gives you the Tzura. That's Aristotle was right, but he wouldn't associate it to God. And the first day, Hashem's making all this, you know, when it says God created the world, it's just a bunch of mass. Homer all over the place. First minute of creation, Homer. We're going to call it the big, uh, what do you call it, big bang? Whatever you want to call it. That was the, the Homer. Then Hashem for six days shaping it. Mm-hmm. Right? But he's clearly the Ish. It's semantic. I mean, you know, okay. God doesn't have any genitals. Okay? <laughs> but but we, but but the understanding is what Ish. So that, that that's <laughs> the idea. But the whole shaping of this child and everything and growing is inside the woman. So the man, we're saying he's the Okay, so that's why she's the receiver. No, she's she's the receiver, and now she's going to give to the kid. Mm. Nothing so, happens until the all, all the development, are you shaping of the... So she becomes, she's the she becomes the giver to the child. She doesn't give the husband anything. No, obviously. That's it. That's all. So of course, that's what he said. So like, for example, like he's the higher world. He's the higher world who's giving the seed. She's the lower world that receives it. And now she turns around and gives to the lower world beneath her, which is the child. Doesn't mean the higher world is better than the lower world. It's just it, you got to get and then you got to give. And that's how it is in life. When you're a child, you receive. Hopefully, you're going to give. As you get older. And then when you get older, you're going to receive. That's just the way. That's the cycle of life that's there. Yeah? Okay. There's another part, but I think we're already going to half an hour. So, see, here's the tension that many people will just leave it at this and say the Rambam's a rationalist. This whole safer that I'm referring a little bit maintains the Rambam knew all about Kabbalah and everything. And there's a lot of depth to the Kabbalah here. And I've skipped some of them because we're just finished the chair. But make sure to remind me tomorrow, you got to understand there's a Kabbalistic way of understanding and there's no reason to say Rambam did not subscribe to that. Okay, excellent. This is good stuff. We're getting to the good stuff.